welcome to episode three of my podcast. Um, I'm loving these podcasts, man. It's like mad therapeutic for me to talk into a microphone. I don't even know why, but it's, it's kind of relaxing for me. And I know I told you guys I'm gonna bring in on people to interview each time, but what I thought is, why not create a series and call it Fitness for Beginners? How cool is that? So what I'm gonna do in this series is pretty much answer the questions that you guys ask me on Instagram. I sometimes can't get into much detail when answering a question on Instagram, Facebook, email, or whatever. I thought, why not bring it into this platform where I can talk about it in a little bit more detail while you guys commute to work, get your knee up 24 seven while you're training or whatever. Cause I've been getting loads of good feedback and I wanna do more episodes, you know? And some more episodes of just me before I bring on any more guests. So the first question. So if I haven't answered your question over Instagram or anything, it's probably cause I'm gonna answer it right now. So you better hope that you're listening, right? Okay, so the first question also before I start, I'm gonna try to get through as many as I can, and I'm not gonna name the names either in case they don't wanna be named. Simple as that, simples. Yes, yes, fire in the booth with the questions. Let's do this. Okay, first question. What is your diet strategy for the day after a heavy night? Okay day. So, I'm a bad drinker. I'm such a lightweight, and I'm always moaning, and I'm always the little girl after a night out when I'm hungover. A common mistake I see a lot of people do is they try to go and make up for the calories that they had the day before. That's a big mistake. You know, they, they try going to the gym and have a big session when they're hungover. Listen, you're tired. You're hungover. You've had no sleep, right? It's silly trying to go and have a big gym session on that day, you know, because you're most likely going to feel sick and or you're most likely going to feel shit because you're not gonna have a good session. And when you don't have a good session, it's gonna play with your head. It's gonna play with your head. And you don't, and you don't want that. It's, can't, it's gonna set you up for a bad week. Instead, what you can do, what you can do is on an upcoming week of training, you can try and make up for it then. That week, you can maybe increase your steps. You can train a little bit harder in the gym. What you also can do is make better choices with food. Simple as that. Don't try and make up for the night before on the day that you're hungover. Rest, just enjoy the memories that you had with your friends and family or whoever you were out with the night before, right? Okay, so next questions. Next question. Any simple advice for first powerlifting meet? So if you're doing powerlifting for a beginner, I would highly recommend that you have a good experience with just basic resistance training. Because I think with powerlifting, you're hitting high intensities, not all the time, not with all training leading up to powerlifting, but if you're powerlifting, what powerlifting is, is pretty much hitting high intensities with a certain exercise. In powerlifting, it's usually deadlift, back squat, bench press. I don't even know if there's any more, to be honest, because it's not really my cup of tea. But what I do know is when you're lifting that heavy, you should be able to apply the exercise with good form. It's like when people go into CrossFit, they've never done any Olympic lifting at all. They've never done any lifting and they go try to do a snatch the first day, you know, you're most likely gonna get injured. So what I would say is walk before you can run. Make sure you can do 10 reps with a back squat, 10 reps with a deadlift, 10 reps with a bench press, with 
a decent amount of intensity and a decent amount of experience executing those exercises before you go into a sport like powerlifting. And if you haven't, and even if you have, make sure you've got a good coach. And if you have no experience in lifting, please, please tell your coach because they need to watch you when you're lifting. You know, you don't want to get any injuries. You know, you don't want to be disheartened. Next question. What occurs if you stretch before a run slash workout? When now the research says you shouldn't. I personally haven't read the research, but from what makes sense to me, what I implement is, if I'm doing a dynamic movement, does it make sense to do static stretching? Not really. So I will try to implement the same movement as possible before going into that workout. And nowadays when you watch athletes, uh, sports, whatever you're watching, they do what they can to do dynamic stretching and implement the same movements that they would with the sport itself. You know, it doesn't make sense to me to do static stretching. Unless, of course, you've been told by a physio to stretch this area, this area, static stretching, because you have certain tight areas. And even if you did have tight areas, good physios that I know of, that I've seen, have always kind of implemented dynamic movements to help loosen up certain muscle groups. Right, so I don't know about the research itself. I haven't looked into it. I shall after this because now I want to know. But what makes sense to me is doing dynamic stretching is more beneficial, especially with any sort of movement. You're going to be doing dynamic. You're going to be doing some sort of dynamic exercise, right? So yeah, that's my answer to that. Next question for women to build muscle is upping protein the best way. Okay, so for women to build muscle, it's the same as men, right? The best way is not upping protein, although yes, it helps. The best way is resistance training. When building muscle, maintaining muscle, resistance training, lifting weights is king. It's king, I tell you. Yeah, it's good. It's the best. The best way you're going to build muscle is resistance training. Somehow, causing resistance on certain muscle groups as well as progressively overloading in time is going to be the best way for you to build muscle and let me tell you this building muscle it's not easy building muscle is not easy it takes time so what you need to do is be patient you need to be consistent you need to work hard and yeah and yes does the protein help yes of course it helps especially when you're um the main reason protein protein is good for building muscle, um, recovery, um, and it's great for satiety levels. That's why when people go into a caloric deficit, their protein intake, or what people advise them to do is to have a very high protein intake because it helps with satiety levels. You know, that's what it's good for. But when it comes to building muscle, resistance training is king. Progressive overload is king. Boom. Fire in the booth. Next question. Do you recommend an aggressive deficit for a short period of time, i.e. a month? Okay, so it really depends on the person. It depends what stage they're at. Yeah, depends if it's for a sport, general pop, or whatever. But what I would say is the only time I would advise someone to aggressively diet or do an aggressive deficit is if they know what they're doing, if I know that person is going to be able to control themselves. Because one of the common problems is when you're doing an aggressive deficit, it's very easy to go so low that you end up binging, say, over the weekend or in a couple of days. Because I know, because I've done it. 
I've done it. I've done, I've done aggressive dieting. I've gone, you know what, bruv? I want to cut some fat. I want to drop some weight by my holiday, which is in like 10 days. And yeah, you can drop a lot of weight, but I always put myself into the stage where I end up binging. So I don't do it anymore. So if I do aggressively diet, what I do is start a lot earlier. So instead of aggressively dieting, put yourself in a small deficit from a period that is further away from when you're going away or when you want to look the certain way you want to look and just maintain a more sustainable deficit all throughout. And if you're not happy a couple weeks out, then maybe increase the deficit, you know, but I always think aggressively, aggressively dieting, does it work? Yes. Does it depend on the person? Yes. Do I advise it? Not really, but again, it depends on the person. If you've got strong willpower, if you know you can do it, then yes, you can. But me, I don't. So I don't do it. Instead, I, I hit a decent amount of calories and I train harder in the gym or train harder in jiu-jitsu or whatever to expend more energy like that. Right? Makes sense? Boom. Bada boom. Okay. Next question. Do you train Olympic lifts? I've recently got into them and I found them fun and challenging. Uh, yeah, I have trained in the past doing Olympic lifts. Yes, am I good at them? I'm okay. Am I great? Not really. But what I would recommend is similar to the powerlifting question is I'd make sure if you break the exercises apart, right? Say if you were to do a clean and press or whatever, clean jerk or whatever, you're doing an overhead press, you're deadlifting off the floor, you're doing a high pull into a front squat and then you're pushing over your head. What I would make sure you do is make sure you can do all those exercises separately and then put them together, you know? So make sure you can deadlift well. Make sure you can do a high pull. Make sure you can do a front squat. Make sure you can press overhead properly before trying to do that. And again, another common mistake is, like I said about the CrossFit as well, you see people that have never lifted before and they just go in to try doing Olympic lifts and it doesn't really work out, you know, because they, they haven't done the basics. They haven't walked before they run. So yeah, that's my answer for that. Boom, what do you do on the daily to look after your mental health? What a wicked, wicked question. That's a great question, actually. Um, me personally, I think for each person it's different, but for myself, what I do is I need to train, I need to exercise, I need to do something productive for, for me to be in a healthy mental state. Because when I don't do anything, right, I just don't feel good about myself. When I don't train, I don't feel good. When I drink the next day, I don't feel good. So what I do in the mornings is I wake up first thing. This is what I do for my mental health. I wake up first thing, I chat to my clients, right? Boom, straight away within two hours, I'm productive already. I write an email. I go and do a training session and I do my best. It's hard in Bali going for walks and everything, but in London, I always go for a walk every day. I hit a minimum of 10 to 15,000 steps a day and that really helps me with my mental health because when I first built the hype about knee up 24 seven, it's yes, it was me creating a way to increase energy expenditure to help put you in a caloric deficit or just be more active or whatever. But the thing it helped me with the most is like my mental health. Like when you're walking, there's so much stuff you can do. Number one, a great way 
to go out for a walk is actually leaving your phone at home, you know, just taking in what you're seeing and just having time to yourself to think. Because I feel like if you can't be alone and can't be alone with your own thoughts, you know, it's it just makes things, it just puts certain things to perspective and it's nice to have that time away from your phone and go for a walk. So for my mental health, I put my phone away a few hours a day away. I go for a walk, I train, I chat to my clients and some sort of upskilling, even if it's 10 minutes of reading to an audio, listening to an audiobook. That's for me, but everyone's different. Boom. Okay, sorry, I mumbled on a little bit there. Is it fine to eat once a day and maintain the weight? Not hungry, need to lose weight. What? Is it fine to eat once a day, basically? Okay, so is it fine? Yes. Would I do it? No, because I like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But can you get results having one meal a day? Yes, you can. I remember there was this one guy on YouTube once, he went kind of mad. He was like, he used to have like pizza once a day and he, he was getting crazy results and all this stuff, but it doesn't matter. It's just your caloric intake, you know? If you're having enough to eat in that one meal, then it's fine. But it, it's gonna be quite difficult for, say someone like me, I'm like 90 kilos, my maintenance calories is like 2,500 to 3,000 calories or 3,200 calories or something like that. It's hard for me to have all of that in one meal. So it doesn't really make sense to me. You know, I personally wouldn't do it. Can you do it to maintain? Yes, you can. It's your energy in versus energy out is important. It doesn't matter how many meals you have. It doesn't it doesn't speed up your metabolism like dramatically. It doesn't do that. It doesn't do this. It's just the amount that you have within that meal. Boom. Next question. He's doing BJJ and judo three to four times a week. Um, sufficient enough instead of the gym. Okay, so this really depends. What do you want to get better at? Do you want to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Do you want to get better at Judo? Or do you want to get better looking more muscular? You know, if you want to look better, if you want to look more muscular, if you want to look more aesthetic, then you're better off going to the gym. But if you want to be better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, then doing Jiu-Jitsu is king. This is also a common problem you get a lot of athletes doing, you know, it's kind of a mistake I made when I was younger as well, when I was playing football is, I got into the gym and everything to get better at football, but I, re I forgot that football was king. I forgot why I was doing it sometimes. And I was putting myself in a mindset of training too much in the gym. So for that answer, if you want to get better at Jiu-Jitsu, do more Jiu-Jitsu. If you want to get more muscular, lift more weights, go to the gym. Simples, simple as that. Boom. Next question. What, which fitness tracker would you recommend? Um, I personally like Apple. Um, if your budget is a little bit lower, you know, I like Apple because it links up with my phone and everything. Gives me all those stats, whatever. Um, if your budget is a little bit lower because the Apple watches are a little bit more expensive, then the Fitbit's fine. I heard the Garmin one's great but the Fitbit is cheap, it's easy, you can barely see it on your wrist. So if you don't want anything fancy, the Fitbit is great. Boom, but Apple all the way. Apple, listen, if you wanna come in and give me a phone, Apple watching that way, anytime, man, anytime. Okay, do you do a lot of warming up for your training? Okay, so I've answered a similar question to that already, but what I would, do, what I would say is weights ETC or jump straight in. If I'm going into the gym to do legs, and if I'm doing a back squat, I warm up with a back squat. 
that is me. I warm up with a back squat. I I warm up with a lighter weight. I'll start off, if my working rate is 100 kilos for five reps, I start off with 50, 60 kilos, and I creep all the way up to my working set, and then I go in from there. So if I, on my program, if it says three to four sets of back squat, I end up doing about six, six or seven. You know, the first few are warm-up um, sets. But yeah, that's the best way for me. Uh, what is your old football position and any advice for those inspiring to play at a high level? Okay, so my old football position was, I'm a, I was a centre-back, I was a centre-back. Sometimes I played right-back. I wasn't quick enough to be a right-back. And sometimes I played defensive mid. Uh, that was when I was really fit, though, when I played defensive mid. But um, usually my most comfortable position was being a centre-back. Uh, any advice for those inspiring to play at a high level. I think, uh, like I said with the answer earlier, I think it's very important that you remember what you're trying to get good at. You know, I think the key thing is to be disciplined, be consistent, and just keep working hard. If you wanna be a successful athlete, I mean, the work rate is mad. The work rate is mad. I don't think a lot of people understand. And you do sacrifice a lot. You sacrifice a lot of time with friends, family, you know, you sacrifice a lot of time to uh, be a professional athlete. But if you're doing it because you love it, then it doesn't really matter, right? As long as you're enjoying it. But what I will say is just remember why you are doing it, why you are doing it. So if I want to be a footballer, I just have to remember to keep playing football, getting better at football. Nothing's going to make me a better footballer than playing football, you know? It's simple as that, boom. Next question. All right, I'm gonna see if I can get through all of these, see how much time we got. Okay, do you have your own coach or do you do your own programming and nutrition? So uh, when it comes to upskilling, one of the things I always uh, surround myself with coaches uh, that are better than me. So I had every, when I was PTing in Sydney and when I was playing football in Australia, I had like an SNC coach, um, Graham Morris. He was doing all my programming and uh, pretty much my mentor. So I was having him to upskill myself and to also apply a program that I know that I will do. A problem is when you make yourself a program, it's very easy to be like, now you know what, that's long, I'm not gonna do that today. But if I have to report back to someone, then I make sure I do it. You know, that's, that's like the biggest difference. So at the moment, I don't have a coach in weight training but I do have a coach in jiu-jitsu. Um, I do have a coach when I'm doing Thai boxing here. So I do have a coach, but not weightlifting. And that keeps me accountable to keep going. Uh, same again, the reasons people sign up with me online is because I give them the accountability. I check in with them day to day to make sure they're doing the things that they're doing. you know. And that's probably the most, people forget this. The best way to get results and one of the best ways to success is just being consistent with whatever you are doing. It's very easy to fall off a training program. It's very easy to fall off whatever you're striving to be, you know? And the most important thing is to be consistent and be disciplined. Boom, okay. How important is it sticking to a specific time between sets, e.g. 90 seconds for muscle growth? Okay, uh, okay. So with my clients, I always say like, when I make a program, I always give them rest periods, anything from 60 to 90 seconds but in a lot of cases i also give him the freedom to be like listen i don't care how much time you're resting in between as long as you're doing 
the reps and sets I've given you in good form and good intensity. Sometimes I go into a session, I'll take two, three minutes. Usually it's times where I'm lifting heavy and my nervous system's a bit fried. But I know if I'm doing hitting good intensity within those reps and applying them properly, I don't really care. I don't really, as long as you're progressively overloading, I don't really care. I don't think it makes a huge difference. Now, I haven't read any studies on it or anything like that. So I'm not going to say you should be taking exactly this amount of time. I will look into it more. But for me, I don't think it personally matters too much, if I'm being honest. Boom. Next question. Rotator cuff injury, a surgery, sorry. What can I do to recover faster? Big man. <laughs> Big man, you need to see a physio. That's what you need to do. You know, another, I get so many questions about injuries and everything. And I just need to remind everyone that I'm not a physiotherapist. You know, you should, if you've had an injury, right? And every physio would agree with this. Well, I hope so anyway. If you've had an injury, you know, it's most likely to happen again if you don't do the proper rehab exercises and don't strengthen those areas. Majority of the time when you have surgery, after surgery, you need to do things to strengthen that area so it doesn't happen again. People sometimes think after they have a surgery, after an injury, they think it's fixed. It's not fixed. There's something like, there's like a statistic uh, if you've been injured in one area or sign, it's most likely to happen again over the next few years. Especially if you don't do your rehab. It's important that you do your rehab. But to answer to that question, go see a physio. And if you have seen a physio and they, they haven't given you rehab exercises, you know, you need to find a new one. You need to find a new one. Because every time I go to a physiotherapist, it's always an opportunity for me to learn. And it should be the same for you. Go to a physiotherapist. Ask them as many questions as you want because these guys have studied for years and they're smart. They're so smart. They should know the answer to what you're asking them. Boom. Next question. Is, is using a treadmill okay to get your steps in if it's too stormy to go outside? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Do what you can. You know, If it's too stormy outside, then you can't do anything about that, can you? You can't really control it. And if you, if you can get the steps in, on a treadmill, it doesn't matter. Just do a little cardio session on the treadmill. All good. As long as you're active, as long as you are doing something active, then it's all bless. Next question. If I can only get to the gym three times a week, what is the best training split to do? Three days a week. Okay. For people that go into free sessions three days a week, what I would do, what I would give you is an upper and lower split. Because if you're going three days a week, what you want to do is you want to maximize your energy expenditure and stimulate as much muscle groups as you can within those gym sessions. So I would give you an upper, upper, lower push and pull, probably if I'm being honest. A whole body approach is always going to be best if you're training less. Jeez, that rhymes. Fire in a booth. Um, that's what I would personally give you. Whole body approach, 100%. I always think that's better for everything. Unless you have the time to target every muscle group each day you know and that's long and it's also very very boring very very boring i sounded very posh there next question what's your opinion on skin fold testing for body fat it depends who does it one thing i would say is if you are going to do it you can do it as long as you're seeing the measurements drop i don't think it really matters but the problem is always if you're doing a skin fold test how likely is it that the person that's doing a skin fold test that's going to pinch on the wrong spot 
you know, or pinch a little bit more than they did before, you know, it's so likely. Instead of a skin fold test, just take some pictures. Take some pictures. See how you fit into clothes. You know, you're, you're going to see, if you've lost weight, if you're losing weight, you're gonna see that. You're gonna know if you've lost weight. Trust me, the way you look on photos, people telling you you've lost weight, the way um, you fit into your clothes. You know, it's as simple as that. You can do a skin fold test as long as each time whoever's doing it is doing it at the same spot, um, the same person, and yeah, so it's fine, but I don't recommend it to be honest. Okay, last question. My PT has me training seven days a week. I feel like it's hard keeping up with. How much should I be training? Okay, so seven days a week is, I think it's too much because again, it depends on what level you're at, but if you are training seven days a week here, how likely are you to be having seven good training sessions a week? Not much, because you'll be tired. If you're hitting those sessions with good intensity, right, you should not be able to train seven days a week. You'd be sore, you'd be in bits. So what I would recommend is dial it down to three to four, see how you go, but make sure you start looking at the quality of the session instead of how much you're training over the week instead. I think that's way more important. All right, so we'll call it a day for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's called Fitness for Beginners. I'll be doing more. Make sure you send your questions in and I'll do my best to answer them next time. Boom, look out for my next episode. I'm gonna be bringing someone else in. Peace and love and I'll chat to you guys soon. Boom.